wasn't there. Banger, baby. Daddy. <laughs> He's vibing. Daddy wasn't there. This is the most oh. vibe. It's changed my underwear. <laughs> Daddy wasn't there. Of all the songs we've played in 130 some episodes, 130, I don't know. This is the best uh, one? This is uh, the most bopped of bopped. This is a bop. But um, I had to play this one. So when I pick music, by the way, for like the beginning of podcast, I like to make it either reference what we're going to talk about or something that will make sense. Like no inside joke type of thing, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So this song, Daddy Wasn't There, was one that we started singing day two of our trip. All the time. We were at the castle. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy wasn't there. Also, I, I, I felt like in the last three, four vacations I've taken, I've always uh, sang this so much. This song, one, right? Eh? This is my vacation song. There's something about British accents, too, that uh, that like when you do it, it's just it's hard to stop. Yeah. You're like, hello, mate. It's like you can't just not do it once, you know? And this song specifically. It was because, I think it was because, um, I don't know, maybe, like I was just saying, like when you say daddy, like I'll often be like, yeah, okay, come on, take a photo for daddy, you know? Daddy. And then that initiates that, yeah. right? There's that. And then another thing, by the way, guys, we got back from Mexico yesterday. yesterday. Well, when, when, what, when this goes live a few days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and another thing I've been saying a lot is horchata. Horchata. Can you we know? get two horchatas? Can we get two horchatas? <laughs> it's because, like, this is, again, we've said this, I think, like, two episodes ago, where we're, like, the biggest difference between Dan and I is, like, culturally, <laughs> like, uh, if I go to, like, let's say Mexico, I'll... Like, I'll say things in the most Spanish way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah. Dan is like, no chance in hell would I, would I, would you say it in, like, a Spanish way? No, it's funny. It's like, so we were, we were in Mexico and uh, there was times where, you know, your, your Spanish is good, man. Yeah, man. Like, I give you credit. Like, his, like, Amar's Spanish is really good. And then there'd be times where maybe he wouldn't know a word, but he would still add the twang, like the Mexican twang <laughs> on the word. Be like, uh, like multi-usos? Know. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, no uh, no power. You know, I'm like, you know, that doesn't matter, right? Yeah. But it actually got us through. And I, I tried, um, when did I try this? I think I think when I was at um, the Modern Art Museum, Yeah, I tried saying gracias, like less white. <laughs> gracias. Because I kept going like gracias. I'm like, I freaking hate it. I hate it just as much as they probably hate hearing it, you know? Yeah. Just gracias, man. Just gracias, man. Gracias. So, anyways, a busy trip. Um, how long did you sleep for when you got back? Bro, I, I think I, like, literally probably slept for, like, 16, 17 hours. Easy. No way. Not all in one shot, but yeah, just, yeah. like, I did the same thing where, like, we, I think we landed, like, 6, 7 a.m., mm-hmm. slept till 2, yeah. and then yeah. woke up for a couple hours, and then slept from, like, 5 to, like, 11 p.m., p.m., and then slept again, like, at 3 a.m., Oh man, you're all over the place. Yeah, but I'm just trying to set up. I'm I'm going. I'm trying. I'm traveling to Qatar in like two days, and I'm setting myself up for success. Ah, you're beating the jet lag. Yeah, you're getting ahead of it. That's it. Yeah. So I got home uh, before I picked Charlie up. Slept. Mm. Woke up at two, and I was like, I gotta stay up the rest of the day. Um, And then I had a great sleep. I have to. I have to say, like you, you guys travel hard, man. You we do. What do you mean? Like no sleep type of shit. You too, man. You 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 didn't didn't sleep. No, I didn't sleep either, but like it was, it was to stay up with the group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the the last check, check, check the last day we were there, we got up at at five in the morning. Yeah. Okay, and we didn't technically like nobody slept. Yeah. Until until we got back. Till maybe the flight, and even on the flight, it was like two hours. Yo, shout out to Mar. Yeah, on the on the flight, how nice was the uh, business class? So Holy like- shit, guys! Let's let's <laughs> break this down. So. Like we mentioned in the podcast prior to this, like Amar texted me saying, hey man, you want to come to Mexico City? I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. let's do it. I think it was the day before you said uh, we might have business class. Yeah. You you hinted at it. And I was like, oh, sweet. Like I've never done business class before. Yeah. And so when we got there, it was confirmed we had business class and it was like a, a dead business class, yeah. right? Like there was empty business class. It was like five of us in the whole thing. And like these seats, man, they laid flat. They had like massive screens. The food was unreal. They're always like, here, take another, take four, take five. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they're so, they're so cool. So like that alone was like such a nice experience that like traveling after that would be like, Ugh. I would I would love to travel like that again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I got to say, um, so, okay. So we were traveling with Chris and Dan. Chris is my friend. We've referenced her before in a previous episode about like traveling with friends. Now I can, yes. Now right. I can sort of put it. Yeah. So now you can see like how easy it is to travel with girls 
Is that our friend? She's easygoing. Yeah. Like she she's super easygoing. Like she's not like aggressive or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she was go with the flow. Super go with the flow. Which which I would say is like not a common thing when you travel with people. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So it was different though because you guys are are big foodies. Yeah. You know, and I'm not a foodie. No. So the trip was like it was interesting because it was like you guys found so much passion in these fruit, like the market, and then yeah, you know, and and that was exciting for you guys. But you're a museum-y, and I'm not so museum-y. I know, or yeah, like sightseeing-y. Yeah. I'm not that. You're not, eh? So no. when you go to a new but city, but you have passion in it. You know, the new city you go to, the first thing you want to do is try food. Yeah, like try super local food, and then but, and if I happen to walk through a park to get there, oh, yeah. amazing. You may stop and take a look. You, I, I see, like uh, you know, you go, you know, for the park. I go for the part. You know what it is? Like, I it just in general, like, I don't know what it is. Like, for me, food is something I try to, like, skip ahead in. Like, yeah. like, last night, I get home, and I got my fridge stocked full of Dr. Pepper. Because I'm working with Dr. Pepper, okay? Yeah. And people are like, Dan, do you have any food in your fridge? And I'm like, yeah, I do. But, like, for me, an eating experience is very much like a, a quick thing. And then let's get back to the day. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So it's not something that I like to sort of <laughs> like linger with and sit around. On the last meal, Dan's like, why don't we just stop here? I was like, no, no, no. In my, well, like I think in my head and out loud, I was like, no, no, no. I'm not making my last meal. Was this the library? No, not the library. Like, you know, we're like, we're like, oh, come on. Let's just, I think you're, it's just like, you're like, okay, can we just get anything? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right? yeah. In my head, I was like, it definitely matters. Right. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I've realized it does matter to you guys. <laughs> but as different as we are, I think we had a great trip. It was good. I, I came back definitely feeling refreshed. Like everyone got what they wanted. hundred percent of that trip. hundred you percent. Know? I think getting to do uh, the castle. Yeah, was like a was a good sort of highlight to the trip because because again, like I don't remember places based off of food. It's just yeah, it, it's more than just like a, oh, I like food and I don't like food. It really is like you either. It attaches everything to your memory. Everything. And so when I travel, food is... I, I could not tell you my food from any place I've been. <laughs> Wild. Like, it's just like it's just the way my brain works. So it is actually way more of a deep-rooted thing. Yeah. So to see the castle, the park was friggin' unreal. Like, that park, yeah. to me, was so nice. Huge. Huge. Um, uh, what else? The, the, the Modern Art Museum. Like, these are things that when people say, what did you do in Mexico City? Mm. I can reference these things. Mm. Um... And of course, like the churros were fun, but yeah. it's just a different experience for sure. Um, so like, I feel like this is what I mean always by like manifestation might not be real, but if you tell people what, like, it's not what you know, it's not um, who you know, it's who knows what you need, you know? And I feel like in a previous mm. episode when you're like, man, I just want to travel. I just want to do this. I just want to like, even when you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want to go like axe throwing you know so many of my friends reached out and they're like hey man if dan wants to go axe throwing we could go axe throwing so that that's why i feel like with like manifestation is like just say to people what you need like what you want what you need it's i think so like by the way it was a really nice gesture for you to invite me on this trip because like the the, the podcast prior was very much me like i'm in this funk so i did see the effort in a friend-to-friend -friend mm. basis where you're like you know what? i'm gonna invite dan to try and get him on this funk so mm -hmm. that was like a really nice gesture so with all this are you saying you believe in manifestation? I, I just, I don't believe, mm, I, I don't believe in manifestation like the, like the, let's say the mystical sense in terms of like there's know, the a, universe. Some power. It does that? Yeah. yeah. I feel like the power is within you to tell, to tell the world, to tell people to, and you know, 80% of uh, people won't care, but there is that 20% that will be like, oh wait, Dan said he wants to travel as opposed to, you know, just waiting for your birthday and, I don't know, getting you some. Right, right, yeah. right. I have to say, like, like I'm with you. I'm with you in terms of, like, the spiritual thing. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, so I've been watching, and we talked about this part, was uh, Life After Death, Tyler Henry. Yeah. And I see the draw because, like, in every episode, he's doing things that even if this was all fake, mm -hmm. he's giving them hope that, you know, a lot of them have tragically lost their loved ones. Yeah. And he's coming in and saying, hey, look, they want you to know that they're at peace. And whether or not that's all bullshit, this person, it's allowing them to get over this hump of yes. grief, right? So when I look at manifestation, I was, I don't know if I ever talked about this on the podcast, but I was like sort of seeing this girl um, probably about two years ago, mm -hmm. maybe three years ago. And um, she was very spiritual, like crystals and yeah. um, 
uh, ayahuasca, you all know, that, all that stuff. Then every time I was around her, there was a sense of like, you're really pushing me to like speak it into existence. Yeah. Like I would always leave her house going like, she's so great, but like we're so different in our belief systems. Mm-hmm. And then I started reading books during the pandemic about, you know, getting out of funks and stuff like that. And one of them instructed to write down everything. And I, and I've talked about this before. I've got a book in my house of all of my goals I've yeah. ever written. And it's like, it's crazy how they're all just like all being checked off. They all come out getting accomplished. And it's just because I spoke it, man. Like, because it came out that now they're happening. Okay, like, look, it's not that I don't, for, for me, like, I don't not believe in the whole crystals thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, or speaking into existence. Like, if there's like a Venn diagram, speaking it into existence is where me and spiritual people meet, you know? Right. I think speaking it out, whether to yourself, to others, you know, like there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I make my moves in silence and shit. No, it's just like you're afraid <laughs> yeah. that yeah. you're not going to accomplish those moves and people are going to talk yeah, yeah, shit yeah, yeah, about yeah. those and moves judge not you being, for failing. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. But if you actually speak it out, you have a higher chance, whether to yourself or to others, um, you have a higher chance of getting those things accomplished if you speak it out. Whether yeah. it's the universe doing it or people doing it, I just think the power is within you. Well, there is a book called um, uh, Ego is the Enemy. Mm. And one of the things is they say you shouldn't speak, you shouldn't go out and publicly say you're going to do something. Yeah. Because sometimes that does uh, check it off mentally for you. Even though you did nothing, uh-huh. your brain actually checks it off as this has been done. And I looked at it and I'm like, fuck, man, I, I did this. When I was like so public about wanting to move to the States. Okay, mm. I was like, I'm for sure going to do it. And, and that is still my plan, right? So I go out and I say, I'm moving to Austin, moving to Vegas. Yeah. And I go and experience them and I come back and I'm sort of like, how and how can I make this happen now? And I, it, everything was delayed, and the the push to get there wasn't as hard anymore. I was wondering why, and it's because oftentimes when you come out in the, the public stage and say I'm doing this, I'm doing this, uh, you, that's all you sort of need. You just need like the idea. I had the idea exactly. Like I had the idea to that do is this. accomplishment, and then and then sometimes like your brain just stops it there, which is why they say, you know, don't tell people before you necessarily do something. You making moves in silence. I mean, I, th- I think now, now the move might be to make it in silence, yeah. right? Like, like it's, my goal is still to get to the States eventually, but I have to do it strategically and not just do this sort of career suicide and end up with no work when I get down there. Yeah. So that's, that's a way better option. But this is something that I'm, I am doing in silence yeah. other than the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Cause then when like you post about it and like, it doesn't happen, then like the next post is like, I'm like a phoenix reborn. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what's annoying Bullshit. though? Man, I know a bunch of YouTubers that their brand yeah. is starting a new brand. Uh-huh. Like there's this one guy's like coming back stronger than ever. Like does this big all the piece. time. They do this all the time. And then they disappear. And they're like back again. I'm like, you never were here. <laughs> and when you left, we didn't know because you did nothing. Yeah. You know? So this is like a, a huge, huge thing. Like timeline I've seen through social media is this thing will always exist. It was on MSN. MSN people's names were like um, a phoenix reborn from the ashes or something, <laughs> right? Deep to call yourself a phoenix? <laughs> Shit. And then like they keep saying something else they're going to do and then like another phoenix was reborn. How many times can you get reborn yeah. as a phoenix? It's it's they accomplish something that was like, yeah, new me. Yeah. And they do another thing. It's like, it's a newer version, 2.0. I'm like, no, just add this to the first. Yeah. You know? Like stop reinventing yourself. <laughs> but I will say like from from traveling again like travel gives a sense of uh future thinking something to look forward to yeah you know so because of this trip it allowed me to come back and, and you know what, you know travel does is it makes your your town your city way smaller mm. when you stay in one spot for too long with no future plans it becomes your world yeah and it becomes so big and you start to think everyone here what they think matters you know and when you travel you realize Nobody in this place knows me, who I was, who I was in high your school. Your actions, nothing. Your actions. You're you're essentially invisible. Yeah. And it's like you come back feeling okay. The world is way bigger than my community. Yeah. And it really gets you out of your own head. You're so right. Like it gets you. I think like, um, not to take it to towards depression and stuff, but I feel like with like depression, a really good thing to do is like to focus on other things as opposed to just stay in your head. Like just like look out, see other things. And I feel like on a mild form, if you're feeling, you know, a little down or whatever, going to another place and just kind of reobserving things for the first time. Mm. Like mm. when you go to a park in, let's say, in Toronto, you might not look at it the same way as you look at a park in Mexico. Because then you're right, just right. experiencing for the first time. You're seeing different trees. You're seeing different things that, you know, and experiencing things like they were for the first time, I think is a huge and, and thing. And 
normality is so different, right? Like Mexico City, uh, most beautifully landscaped parks I've ever seen. Yeah. Very clean city. The people are very chill, not aggressive people. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's to what you're saying. Like if I go to a park here, I sort of know what's coming around the corner. You know, I know where where my house is in comparison to how far I am from mm-hmm. here. When you travel somewhere else, you have no idea where north, south, whatever is. And even at that park, we went to Chapultepec Park. Yeah. Two times the size of Central Park. And the day of the Modern Museum, I went and walked it again. And it was like, we walked like 5% of it where the market was. Yeah. There was like, there was like, there was like a whole desert section. There was like a greenhouse section. Jeez. It was nuts. Like Damn. it was all cactuses. And so I'm thinking, wow, there's this beautiful monument where there's like skateboarders. It was just like, yeah, yeah. stuff is just so different. Not expect, And, you know, to somebody with anxiety, that could, like anyone listening, that could be anxiety inducing when you're let's like walking in a park, for an example, not know what's coming around. Yeah. Not necessarily that, but mentally that. Yeah. Um, you're sort of like, oh, no, I don't know what to expect type of thing. But you have to, at least for me personally, you have to challenge that. Otherwise, it it's almost like the layer gets thicker. Mm-hmm. The next time around? Yeah, yeah, right? It gets stronger, that, that feeling. Yeah, because you sort of, uh, you, you fell into the comfort zone of anxiety. And that's something that, like, the past two years has been super easy to do. Because there's nothing to do, nowhere to go. Yeah, right? I think you're right about this whole layer getting thicker. It's, it's like, um, like, the way your brain works is just like different neurons firing. And if you do the same action, mm-hmm. right, you'll always feel the same way. You'll always be like, ah, oh, I don't know what's around the corner. I'm not going to do it, right? And the mm-hmm. layer gets thicker and, 100%. thicker and thicker and stronger. 100%. Whereas if you, let's say, make it more flexible of like saying like, you know what, I, let's see what it is around the corner. And then you become a little more flexible and like, oh, you know what, it doesn't always turn out in a bad way. So maybe I should take this thing. It's also like travel mode. Like you have to go into a different so travel mode, yeah. right? Because I think a lot of people, what they do is they who they function as at home they carry that on to travel mode and it's like it it, will, it won't work the same because yeah. you, when you're traveling you can't watch netflix for 4 hours in the evening you're ruining your experience essentially i think you'd actually see the most asshole me if if you were like yeah can we just let's just stay <laughs> watch tonight? netflix yeah. 4 hours in the afternoon <laughs> like from like take me from 4 to 8 yeah. watching netflix inside yeah yeah i might actually kill someone yeah no it's it's once you realize travel mode is totally different cuz even when we got there yeah. You and Chris went to get tacos till like four in the morning. Right away. <laughs> like like no no breather. Yeah. You know? Well, we only had two days. And that was like one of the, I think my like, uh, I always do this game of like what we liked about the vacation, what we didn't like about the vacation and what we loved about the vacation. And that was like my dislike is like, I think it was still a little too short. Too short. Um, as much as we did. And I think. Um, it, felt, it felt like it was like five days. When you come back, you're like, I was only gone for essentially one full day. Yeah, I feel like we had like five days of like waking up hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it still was like, you know, I think a little, you know, two more days. Oof, would have been so perfect. What would you, what would you have done in the additional two days? More food, I'd say. Uh, more food. Uh, I think we can all agree on going out for like a little road trip outside. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I think if we had another two days, guaranteed it would be worth making that four hour drive. 100%. Um and then like experiencing the waterfalls like like Mexico City is cool and all but it's a city yeah. it, it, it's landlocked like you're not you're not getting any water in that area yeah. uh, you, driving further out you'll get those beautiful places but you have to drive out yeah and th- that's my huge bucket list for this year is or for even next year I don't know if it's this year but uh, I want to drive all over Mexico Mexico I think it's just such a cool place like just like different cities and different yeah, countryside yeah. countryside would be unreal. In Mexico, right? You know, like a camper van, so you don't even have to worry oh, about so sick Airbnb. Because we had a we had an Airbnb hiccup. Yeah, we did. Right, when we got there. <laughs> we uh, we rolled up to the Airbnb. Keep in mind, it was like, like okay. Actually, first off, we get to Mexico and half of our flight's bags just weren't there. Yeah. So we're waiting, waiting, waiting about twenty minutes, and then eventually another flight lands. The gates open up to unload theirs, and half of our bags, everyone's bags, were, were there. Yeah, were there just waiting for the next flight. <laughs> So we got our bags. It was now at like 2, yeah. 2 a.m. We then get to the Airbnb and it was beautiful. Like it was this, oh my God, the lobbies are so nice in Mexico. Okay. The sickest lobby. That was so cool. It's like, it's hollowed out, yeah. right? It, it's it's hollowed out. So you can look all the way up to the roof from the inside and see all the like, indoor, I don't know. Yeah. Hard to explain. Um, so we get up to the Airbnb and first of all, we can't get the code. 
Yeah. The code was completely different than what like they Way different. Like, not even the same numbers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we get in, and we're like, all right, sick. Like, trying to turn on all the lights. No lights work. So we're thinking, okay, it's a, a electrical panel. Yeah. So now we start looking for the damn electrical panel. Literally, I think Dan said this best. He was like, literally, it feels like an escape room because we're like moving picture frames out of the way. We're like touching everything, plugging in coffee <laughs> machines, like open up the fridge. And then we quickly realized there's no power. Yeah. There's power in the building because the lobbies were lit up. And then we realized, well, let's go down and talk to the uh, to, security guard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Christian, Christian, shout out. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> hey, yeah, look, I said Christian, you said Christian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that he's listening. Um, so we get him up there. Yeah. And this is where this all no no loose, like no, no. no power. <laughs> yeah, no That was the loose. first time I saw Amar in, like, in Spanish. No, no loose. He's like, no loose, no loose. Like, that was all that was being said back and forth. Like, no loose, no, no loose, loose, no loose. And so eventually we found the, the electrical panel behind a uh, picture frame. Yeah. Like hidden behind a picture frame. Christian. And apparently, I guess the electrical bill wasn't paid by the owner of the Airbnb. Yeah, he was telling me, he's like, look, a lot of people with the Airbnbs here, <laughs> what they do is like, they don't pay the electric bill. And then, you know, then they, the next person has to like deal with this whole no power situation. Mm. And then they get it like, they might just get an extension. Yeah, and then like the person yeah. after us is gonna get the the no loose, the no loose, the no, the no, we, no so lights. We were the people that had no loose, <laughs> yeah. and um, so at this point, I was like, "Okay, I'm out." Yeah, and I was like, "Let's, let's just find a cheap hotel." And like this, we're also different. A marbles of a hotel that was like twelve dollars a night or some shit, yeah. and it looked like it was straight to the eighties. Yeah, like smell, I could smell it through the picture. I'm like, this smells like cigarettes. <laughs> I know this. Um, and then the one I found was like a. 180, 180 yeah. US dollars. US dollars. <laughs> and I, was, I only realized when I got there, I'm like, of course they're going to speak in US dollars. Yeah. And um, I got there. It was the freaking nicest hotel ever. It's just, I felt so bad about you paying $180 for, for no loose. And like, I was like, man, it's just like, I, I know it's just for tonight, but like, you know, look at this hotel. And then at that point, I was like, oh, there's no convincing this guy. Because I know I started with a $12 hotel. He started low. and then like, But the $60 it? hotel, I was like, yo, bro, like it, it, 60 Canadian. And it actually looks good. And it actually has Wi-Fi and power. Like, it was like, that was totally doable. But at yeah. this point, so you were far gone. So <laughs> what happened was when Amar texted me, I was in the, the very tail end of a brand deal with, um, with PlayStation. Yeah. And so I told them, I said, look, I'm going on this last minute trip, but I'll, I'll bring everything. I brought the, the roadcast we record the podcast with. I brought everything with me. Yeah. I said, if you need any edits, I can edit and I can do new voiceovers. I just can't get new shots. Yeah. So we get there and then they're like, Hey Dan, we actually need a few voiceover changes done. Like very, well, it's up to them, whatever they want, right? Yeah. And so when we get there, the problem is my laptop has no capabilities of maintaining power. Mm. It has to be plugged in. So we get there, I was like, oh shit. Like I probably could have, like the roof was an option. Yeah. You know, I could have edited outside on the roof doing voiceovers. This roof, guys, was so friggin' sick. That was one of my favorite parts of the trip. It literally looks like like if you if you had like a WeWork or something in like yeah. in Mexico, yeah. this is like the outdoor co-working space it was 360 views like there was no no other tall buildings blocking yeah you saw all of mexico city it was it was beautiful um but at this point i'm like you know what i'm i'm tired so i'm gonna get this done i was up till 3 30 anyways we were all up till yeah late right we were getting tacos you were doing voiceovers i was doing voice and i was also editing the vlog for day one yeah right um <laughs> so i mean and that's why this feels even longer to me like because i stayed at the hotel which was a different setting yeah i was there for seven hours max right and we were eating like cow's eyes tacos. Yeah, I saw. It was like twenty four hour uh, taco joint. You guys went to. Yeah, he's like, "Would you like ears or eyes?" And I was like, "Man, Mar, get your Spanish correct." Because this could you be end a up cow. getting dick. Ledicos, those put your eyes two dicos, um, and they're like, "Like, do you want us to put <laughs> what our dicks in there?" <laughs> um. I, I don't know. It was uh, it was cool. I think also one of my favorite parts was um, the the giant ass flag. Yeah, like I'm if if I were to look at travel, they, I, definitely, I don't know why they love big flags. Huge, like that was probably the biggest flag I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I travel, I prefer early mornings than late late nights. Yes, because late late nights eat into your next day's morning, and and the city's already alive. Yeah. Whereas the way we traveled was we saw pretty much every day the city coming to life. We saw people going out with their carts, going oh. down streets that were pretty much dead, but by 4 p.m., loaded with street vendors. Whole different street. Whole different street, 100%. Yeah. Even we went down with this one street on the, our last day that was like 
Tech City. <laughs> it, I've, I've never seen so many light stores in my life next door to each other. I don't know if we were looking for loose, but like <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of loose in those streets, like lots of lights. It was like a sign. It was like, you know, these guys didn't have power the first night, so let's just give them a lot of power now. <laughs> but it was like, picture this. Picture a light bulb store, which is already a niche thing. Yeah. Okay, let's huge. Go. Like, where do you find a light store? Usually it's within, like, a Home Depot. Yeah. So this was a light store specifically to, like, lights. Yeah. Right next door, the exact same inventory. And a whole, like, two streets worth of it. And then when you finish the street, there's another street of all light stores, and then there's a mall inside within that street. <laughs> With all of, it's, a, it's a whole mall for lights. It was, it was just all lights. So I'm like, you know what? There's, like, mega loose, mucho loose, this loose. <laughs> yeah. There's so many Best loose. Best loose. <laughs> It was, like, it was legitimately, this sounds weird to explain, but it was absolutely an indoor mall and every single store was a light store. After the streets of... Like, if you were to look at a Mexico's power map, that street (laughs) alone must be sucking so much energy. Yeah. (laughs) And the one thing I wish we had found was, uh, we're looking for fresh coconuts. Oof. You just chop off the top, sip the water. The thing is, we saw it and, like, we never got it and we should have... That one, yeah, that one one time. time. Where did we see it? Uh, Like, right beside our place, too. It was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. But I think they're like rare Pokemon. Like they move around. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, I'm going to do coconuts here. Literally Pokemon. <laughs> and then we're going to do one here. Because like after after I was done at the museum, I was in my Uber and I saw one and I was thinking, do I stop to go out and get one? And I was like, no, fuck. It was like dead traffic. Okay. So I did this thing for Dan or not for Dan. I did this thing with Dan. Okay. And you let me know, Dan, if you liked it or you didn't like it. I felt like on day two, right, we had separate um, interests that we really wanted to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did you like splitting up or not splitting up? Like, I think when I travel, I much prefer like being with people. And it's different because in Mexico, when you don't know the language, it's a huge, it it really is a limiting factor. It's true. We did send out horchata out by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I was the horchata, gracias. Like, I don't know. I don't know Spanish at all, at all. And so... At this point, it was kind of like, you know, it's it's way better to be around Amar because you are the lifeline for a lot of things we need. Because yeah. the problem with a lot of people there was when you say English, I'm sorry, but they're just like, no. Yeah, like we, it's not like they're going to try it because they, they, they just generally don't know. Don't it's, it's like how I don't know Spanish. So yeah. there is no sort of like, like, let's both try to get on the same page. Yeah. So I figured, you know, with what I want to do, like a modern museum, that's a huge tourist like destination. So there's going to be a lot of English there. Uber, I don't care. And like, I could, I could work around. Cause after that, I went and got my own tacos from yeah. like the most Mexican place ever. Love that. And I was like, uh, pollo, uh, <laughs> yeah. pollo and taco. <laughs> yeah. Like I know I could, I could just say that. Right. Yeah. But in general, I think you were the sort of key to making things a lot smoother. Sure. When it comes to people talking and dressing. So I didn't mind, like it allowed me to actually get to see like art. Cause, cause it is painful for me to do food that long. Yeah, yeah. You know, like... I, and I figured that. Well, because, yeah, because when we... First thing we walked in, you're like, I just want you to know this is going to be a long experience. It's yeah. probably like two hours long. Yeah. And so I remember thinking, fuck, like, I don't care about chilies at all, man. Yeah. Or and bone marrow roasted or on bone the grill. They're like, we were at the chili <laughs> thing, man. We spent like 10 minutes. I was watching Amara for 10 minutes. like, ooh, this one's fruity. Can I try this? this okay, look, I, I know I know that sounded douchey when I said it, <laughs> right? Because I was like tasting like chili peppers and I was like, oh, oh, wow. It's actually got like a fruit kick to it. Mm. Right, yeah. and I genuinely like. I know I sound like a friggin' uh, that barista waiter that comes in with like an IPA, and he's like, "Oh, you could taste like notes of friggin' vanilla almond sauce." Here, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I genuinely tasted like a cherry fruit in the end of that, and I was like, "This is so good." No, but uh, that's what I mean. Like the the authenticity in your experience when eating, yeah. okay, was something that I'm so just like not the same. Yeah. So when I, the big red flag for me was like when we when we got to the pepper side, I'm like. Oh fuck, man! Yeah, like this guy's getting into fruit hints of fruit flavor and shit. I'm like, he's loving this. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't like. I I would go around to other vendors, but keep in mind this is like no English in this market in particular, yeah. right? And there's people like hammering like sheep's dick on this on like a stone. <laughs> like I don't want to order the wrong thing, right? So we get there. I see this chili thing, and then we, you went and got a single oyster. Um, we like it was just like a vibe that I was like, okay. They totally want to be here. Yeah. And I, I was trying to see some sort of Mexican art at some point. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you know, a Mar Museum, who cares? Like I can, like yeah. I said, it's touristy. 
So no, I think that's such good thinking. Like a modern museum, like they would know English, and Uber would get you there anyway. It, um, it, you look at. I was in very touristy parts. Like the park was massive, and I, like I know water, like agua. I was like, oh, yeah, uno agua. You know, and the problem is they they make conversation after. I was like yeah, English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is also the problem, right? Is when you walk places, you go hola because like that's how they say hi. Yeah, it's like hola, hola, hola. And the problem is they then assume you speak Spanish because you started with Spanish. You know that's all right. <clears throat> I, I made that mistake too. It's like if I say hola, they're yeah. like, oh yeah, he's Spanish. Let's talk to him in just pure Spanish, hundred like, miles a minute. It, it, it's it's um catfishing. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. You're like, yeah, hola, yeah. and they're like, and yeah, literally. Like, English. And they're like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. right? like, I literally, it would be like, hola, oh, I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, loose. Yeah, no loose. No loose. <laughs> Oyster. Oh, shit. No, but it was, um, it was good. And then the important part for me was that we would eventually obviously reconnect. Yes. Right? Like, I didn't, I didn't want to go and do the entire day myself. I didn't fly to Mexico City to be on my own. Oh, 100%. Right? So I was like, you know what? It's, well, I'll go do this. They do their whole food thing, get that out of the way. And then, you know, it only made sense. It yeah. only made sense. Because and I think that's better than a compromise because then you're not doing something you don't like. We're not doing something we don't like. And we reconnect in four hours and see. Yeah. The, the, the time frame was way too tight to be able to be like, guys, I want to go to an art museum. And then you guys not get to do the whole food. Because if we didn't have that day, yeah, there was no other major food day. Exactly. So. Boom. So, yeah, it was good. It was Love good. It. And the and the art museum was like was super nice. It was at the park we went to. Yeah. And the last question I have for you is was I a good person to travel with? Lay it all out. Yeah. Like like honestly, this trip was a was an eye opener in terms of travel styles. Mm. Right? Like like foodie travel styles are different because I look at literally all the places we went to as a group and it was it had something to do with food as the centerpiece. Yeah. So I know that, okay, traveling with Amar is going to come with a lot of food, a lot of like sitting down, trying new things, like making your way through a market and enjoying the experience, right? Yeah. And I think that's important for people like me because I looked at the trip when I got back and I'm like, you know what? If I didn't have people pushing to do things that I normally wouldn't do, I mm. wouldn't have experienced Mexico for the other side of what it's really known for. Cow's dick. Food, cow's dick, eyeballs, <laughs> yeah. you know? So like absolutely, I think I would you were great to travel with because yeah. it put me in, in a different place than I would have otherwise yeah. done. I think you're so, uh, you're so sick to uh, travel with. The uh, videos were fun. The I videos also, were fun. I, I also, when I travel, like I'm not a photographer type. Like I, I really like to make a lot of content, Yeah, which is different too, because like, like at least you knew, like for instance, the last vlog I did. That's the thing I knew you were going to, and respect to you for like saying like, Hey, just so you know, if I'm coming, I'm contenting. I am con, and it's like it, it is work, but it's it's fun for me to do that. Yeah. It's also fun for everyone. Like we all got like a a semi remembering. No, it's super fun piece, right? But when you travel with people, the one thing I can't stand is like when I get a shot and I'm like, oh, can you do this one more time? Yeah. And there's like, come on, You're always making it about you. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that in the long run won't work for me because mm. my artistic form is I like doing video and putting nice songs. Yeah, it's right? really not sustainable. It's not sustainable. So when we did, like, for instance, one night we watched a sunset. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to get the, the, the TikTok where you, poosh, you let the, the arrow go and the sun yeah, comes Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it, we did we must have done like 15 takes. 15 takes. Of this thing. 16, actually. And it was nice that you're like, no, no, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Versus me having to be like, can we maybe do one more? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And even like on one, yeah, because we were like, I don't know. I, I think we, yeah, we. that's the thing. When you know someone, the other person, and when the other person, like, like again, like I said, like I knew because you told me, I'm like, like you told me I'm here for content as well, because that's, that's the only way I can see, I can make this work. Mm, right. Mm -hmm. So like, that's a thing I agreed to, but like, it's really on you and amazing that you said, that's what I'm there to do. Right. Because if you get bamboozled then you go with someone mm -hmm. and then, or someone you don't know and they're like, Oh, just it's, Oh, when you go with someone you don't know, like a lot of times when I'm flying with like different people, like different crews and stuff, mm -hmm. And they just like join you on your layover and then they just force you to take videos and pictures. Yeah. yeah. Less, less than you, less than you wanted. Yeah, right? yeah. So even like if it's like five, 10 pictures, I'm like, get me the hell out of here. Right. 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 Please. Yeah. But when someone tells you or they're your friend, you're like, oh yeah, let's do it again. But you know? also, yeah, because yes, those were very much my take of the trip. Like it was my narration. It was my experience. Um, 
it, it allows to look back and be like, okay, this is how each day went. Yeah. And it's fun. It's quick. It's it's not super long. You always need a trip photographer, videographer. I don't care what anyone says. I think whoever designates themselves as a trip, like documentary guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. We but, need that person. And, and listen, there's people too. Like when you travel, okay, and you want to get a, a good photo, you want to specifically go to a place for an Instagram. Yes. We've had this debate many times on the podcast where it's like, not even debate, but like conversation where, you know, social media isn't necessarily a bad thing on all surfaces. Oh, yeah. Right? So when people often hear, oh, you're going there just for the Instagram, it's like, yeah, you can rephrase that. I'm going there just for a cool photo. Yeah. Tourism is all about photos type of thing, right? Doug, from the history of time, the like the beginning of time, people have been building good-looking shit so people can take paintings or pictures yeah. beside it. Yeah. You don't think some, uh, uh, what's his name? Michelangelo was hired to be some people's Instagram trap? You know what I mean? Like the Sistine Chapel wasn't like painted to look beautiful so people can come to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. What's happened is it's now formed into Instagram. It's like no, it's just photography. Yeah, as if it's like fake to like want like to like. Okay, look, we woke up for sunrise at five a.m. to go take some pictures with a friggin' huge ass flag. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. and to some people it'd be like oh instagram ruined this generation and shit like this yeah yeah no people have been yeah. doing that your dad with his fanny pack was doing that 30 years ago <laughs> to some niagara falls okay or to some yeah. other shit you know what i mean yeah you're not exempt from this shit no like, no just one is. you're criticizing it no it was just done on a polaroid camera or some shit you give me the most mechanic dad you know this real blue collar like, he's taking his kids to niagara falls yeah. to take pictures with yeah you know what you know why i can tell that's true is because any do- i was watching a documentary last night any documentary, there's always old school photos of like the kid standing like oddly straight. Yes. And it's like, okay. So straighten you, up. You don't think they took that 17 takes yeah. to like straighten out that kid and that kid was like squirming and screaming? <laughs> yeah, so you guys do that shit too. <laughs> so your uncle can see it. <laughs> it's literally just so the uncle and the neighbor can see it too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was, uh, it was a grind, the trip, because there was, there was very little sleep. Yeah. Um, very, man. Very little sleep. <laughs> it's like the night we were supposed to sleep in. It was the night that we woke up for sunrise. You know? Yeah. Because, well, because even the next, like when we landed, it's so early. I went to bed at 3.30. You guys were out till four. Yeah. We then, I was back at the place by like 8.15. Damn. And like we were up on the roof filming yeah. the montage. <laughs> and then that whole day we walked around a park. We did like 15 kilometers, right? Yeah. Which you need energy for. And then man, I don't remember. that night we went to the market. We got churros, like. So hearing everything you've said, but also uh, anyone listening for everything you've heard and think about it yourself, you know, where would you go next? And what's your travel style? Because it's not that it's only sightseeing and foodie, yeah. right? Uh, because I do think we're we're pretty, we're further in those directions than like more in the middle. Yes. Right? Because in the middle, it would be like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but but you're a big time foodie. Yeah. And for me, I'm a big time, like not foodie. Yeah. Right. So it's, I don't know. It's something I already knew about you too. Cause even here in Toronto, we do the podcast. You'll often bring like some sort of food here. Yeah. Like, like Iraqi teas or like, like eclairs or. When I first started talking <laughs> the bare minimum of Spanish that got us by, mm. um, did, did you think like, okay, this guy's bullshitting or. I, you said you knew some Spanish, so listen, I, I've already told you this. There's a mystique about you where I'm like, I don't know what percentage of you is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't know because yeah. we'll drive down a random street and you're like, oh, no way, I had a sleepover there one time, ate meatballs, great meatballs, had please, some oregano. Please don't give me the hermit, the, whatever the <laughs> his name is. Hermit? <laughs> whatever his name is. I was going to say hermit the crab. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Kermit the, Kermit the Crab is like the knockoff version. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know why I went to that for your voice. Usually I do more of like a feminine, like, hi, my name's Samar. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. to eat food. <laughs> um, well, it's, I'll tell you why. <laughs> this damn voice, okay, happened because, so I know a lot of people on this airplane, or I knew, I knew a few people on the, on the plane ride heading to Mexico. Oh, I shouldn't even say it, but <laughs> it's so anyways. Well, for, well, first off, we're, we're sitting there and Amar pops his head up because he was sitting in front of me. Yeah. And I'm lying down. He goes, yo. I was like, yeah. He's like, come here. <laughs> so I lean over my seat. I'm like, what? He's like, the guy sounds exactly like Kermit the Frog. Yeah. 
And I, so I leaned back down. He could literally like, hi there, can I get you some any, like, any peanuts? Do you want like extra alcohol? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> literally, that's his voice. So that's I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I was, I was sitting, I went back to my chair. I was like, oh my God, this guy yeah. sounds exactly like Kermy. One time I was on layover with this guy and he was like, I can't even do the voice, but he's like, someone told me that, like, he's like, Someone told me like I can I can he's like someone told me I could do the Kermit the Frog voice <laughs> and I was like oh, that was someone that couldn't stand him. yeah I don't know if someone told you like you could do an impersonation or like that's literally what you sound like all the time my brother he always sounds like that yeah like just no I would say pretty close just like <laughs> someone told me that I sound like Kermit the Frog it's like no you are Kermit the Frog you said human skin <laughs> <laughs> oh man um but yeah uh where to next Dan for you. Um, Where would you like to go? So, I mean, I'm going to Vegas in uh, June. Mm. And, and like, that's, that's a thing I've never done before is, like, have trips lined up ahead of time for, like, leisure, right? Mm. Depending, like, I think if we had stayed longer, I don't know if I would have kept the vlogs going. Like, they, they were so fun to watch. And I, I still will watch them back. But it's just, like, I find it takes me probably two hours at the end of each night. Yeah. Um, and then maybe an hour in the day or something to edit. So, unless the group... And because I like to travel as a group instead is sort of like going back to like rest for times. I didn't want to like miss out. Right. Do you enjoy actually like editing and making the vlogs uh, or, yeah, or if you had like, let's say a person that was hired to do these vlogs, would that be way more sustainable and way more enjoyable for you? Way more sustainable. Maybe not as enjoyable. There's, okay. there's certain artistic things in edits that are like the slow-mo effect. Cause you know, we had this one where you followed me up a staircase. Yeah. And like it was shadow and all of a sudden the light hits. Yeah. And like that's the part that I put in. And it hits different when you see it. The light hits, it looks way better. And so a lot of people that weren't there won't know what content is there. So it's way more sustainable yeah. for sure. Um, but, but not it, the creative. But it gets me excited, stuff. you know, like to, to put in the song and to make us look cool, slow-mo, you know, like that excites me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also, it's important that the trip is a reflection of how I experienced it. Mm -hmm. So... I look at the things that were impactful to me and I'm like, I'm going to put those in there versus a random person might be like, Hey, look at them on a, I almost did it again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Thank heard you. it there. Yeah. You try to come out. <laughs> hey, look at <laughs> it. It is me. Kirby. <laughs> uh, like someone might put like, Hey, look, they're riding a scooter or something. Yeah. You know? So Ooh, scooters. Know. That's the thing we missed. That's it. I we think, needed to get scooters, man. Like, like Vegas is in June yeah. um, is the next try time going. And I think the next, place i'd like to go is like um maybe something with water you know like mm. i think that'd be totally different yeah you know uh like the city i'm a big city guy but we needed water too we like a little bit of water would have made this like yeah you know? for me either give me water or mountains you know i just want to see one or the other yeah and, and like mexico mexico city's hands down the biggest city i've ever seen i've been to new york i've been to la there's something about mexico city that just seems gargantuan as far as the eye can see, literally, are like buildings, skyscrapers. You could see mountains in the way distant, but like biggest city I've ever seen in my life. Also, Mexico, I don't know if I was naive. I don't know if I was in there for long enough. I did not feel like it was as unsafe as people said it was. Yeah, no, I've no. been, I've looked more over my shoulder in some Rome and France than I did in Mexico City. Mexico City was like, they seem so chill to even even commit a crime. Like they just like. It would be like, did you? Just, yeah. Yeah. Like, Why'd you do it? I don't know. I was hungry. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I don't. No one even moves fast enough to steal no. something and run away. Like I've no. never. I didn't see one guy run. Like you know what's crazy too is like sometimes we would walk by a street vendor where it'd be like a guy with like a a New York hat tilted to the side, like look just a little edgy, profiling yeah. whatever. Yeah. And he'd be like, "Hola, señor, <laughs> you want a taco? You know, so nice. So nice. So a few things I noticed about Mexican people. Yeah, they're very chill. There's, there's no aggressive, like, what are you doing type of behavior. Maybe there'll be like a beep, beep, you know, but yeah. that's it. Because like the guy honking the horn is just like, you know, yeah. beep, beep, you know. Just chilling. He's just chilling. He's only doing it as like a novelty to sound <laughs> like a city, you know. <laughs> so, someone's got to do it. Like we I'm need the, the quota of horns. Just like beep, beep. So some of the most chill, like, seems to be stress-free people, very yeah. hardworking. Um, and none of them wear sunglasses. Yeah, you really had a problem with that. I, so I got to the, the, the palace uh, when we went... We, we went to this like building in, in Mexico City that overlooked the city and you can grab a coffee. It was so nice. Yeah, it's like a rooftop cafe looking at a palace and then behind the palace is like a bunch of hills. And yeah, it's in, it's in my vlog. If you go to my Instagram, it's the third day. Yeah. And when, before we got there, I was there about 10 minutes before because you guys stopped for a 
coffee shop or something yeah. or kitchen supplies. <laughs> Uh, which or, which is another thing. Hold guy. on. This guy's traveling in Mexico City. I go to a friggin' kitchen. Someplace. Yeah, this guy doesn't want me. To go, doesn't want to go to a museum, but he'd rather go to like a like a Bed Bath and Beyond. They're like Mexican. Okay, so I get to the palace before I'm walking around, and I'm like, you know what? Like for a city that's selling sunglasses on every street corner. Yeah. Nobody's wearing sunglasses. None. Like like I'm. T- they all wore masks. Like even outside, everyone in Mexico City was wearing masks. But. It just seemed like nobody had sunglasses on. Like it was noticeable once you notice. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we did the, the coffee shop, and then afterwards, um, we went. To, we stopped in. I was looking for a Zippo lighter. Uh, Amar was looking for a must. <laughs> it was red of the search list. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for a Zippo lighter, which I almost got the world's smallest Zippo lighter. You did. And then oh. she ended up breaking it, so I was like, okay, I'm not. I'm not buying that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then Amar was looking for a mustache. Scissors. Yeah. Right? I was looking for mustache scissors. Yeah, straight uh, razor. Straight razor. I just know that they have like cheap, like not cheap, but like really good quality, but inexpensive yeah. cutting things. Yes. Like straight razor, that straight razor I got, I think was like $20 maybe. Over here, it'd be like $250. Oh, So shit. I'm good by just buying it there. You know what I mean? It was, I just looked at my visa bill today. Significantly cheap. There's Ubers on there for $2, man. And like, <laughs> I don't remember ever taking a very short Uber. So like, yeah, wild. But after that, we kept walking and we found a kitchen supply store. I'm thinking like maybe they'll have Zippos in here. I think originally we were thinking they might have Zippos in there. Yeah, no, I love you, but I had clear oh, yeah. intentions to oh, go cool. to that kitchen. Oh, that a specific one. That was our oh, final shit. stop. Oh, there. that was the one. Yeah. I thought it was the coffee shop at the corner you were looking for. No, I already went to oh, that, yeah, without you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice guy. <laughs> so we, we get into this, this kitchen store and it's like... Honestly, guys, it's like a Bed Bath and Beyond. It was, oh. I, no, no, no. There was the only thing that was wild about that place was it had the biggest pot I've ever seen. Yeah. Like you don't, you could not use your oven for this. You had to put over a fire. Yeah, don't think kitchen supply store. Think restaurant supply store. Yeah, you know, like tons of pots, pots galore. You can get any color of knife or fork. Yeah, so I got this like uh, insecure three feet, four feet. Sword, man. It's a, it's a fucking sword. <laughs> it's a huge and then <laughs> the best part, he goes, he, I'm packing my bag. He comes and plops it on my bag. He goes, it's not going to fit in my bag. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, shit, this guy wants me to bring back a sword inside my bag. And I was like, hey, if Customs asks you, just yeah, tell him it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> then he starts the story. He goes, listen, I got to talk to you for a second. If Customs is going to ask him, like, what do you mean? He's like, let me finish. Let me finish. If Customs is going to ask you, just, just say it's mine. Just tell him it's mine. You didn't pack your bag. I was like, oh, what is like, this? What do I need to know about this knife? I'm like, I hate this sketchy shit because I've watched a show called Locked Up Abroad. Yeah. And there was one specifically about Mexico City where these friends went there and they were checking into their hotel. And this one guy was like, hey, like, welcome. Super friendly. Okay. He's like, you want to have a really great time here? I'll show you everything. He's like, I just need you to bring back a package for me and no problem. Yeah. See? So them being naive, we're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So they say, yes, he gives them all this money. Super friendly. The last day the guy comes back and it's like a totally different person. Aggressive. <laughs> He's like, no, no, you listen to me right now. And he ended up strapping them all up with Coke all around oh, their body. shaking it. And that was the package, right? And so they go through the, the Mexico City airport and they get caught. Of course yeah. they get caught, right? And so in my mind the whole time, keep in mind, we're also flying standby. That was my first time flying standby, which is stressful as is. Yeah. And I've got this sword. I'm telling you guys, this is, it's called a carving knife, but what, the, what are you carving with this shit? <laughs> like probably a goat's. I don't know. Like a full goat. Like lengthwise. <laughs> you can saw it lengthwise. <laughs> yeah. It's no joke. It's the biggest, and I use this loosely, knife yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. But Amara was like passionate. Okay, here's it. here's one of my biggest problems, man. Not, it's not actually a big problem, but like I find I do this a lot. I over-explain and I over-accommodate to mm. the point, to a fault. That is now, now it's now a... Like I don't want to be like the Mexican or whatever. I don't know where this whole uh, locked up abroad thing is like. I'm not trying to tell you, hey, here's a package. Don't worry about what's in the package. I'm like, hey, I need this knife. And if customs asks whose knife it is, just say it's mine. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It is an over-explanation. Because if you had just said, can you bring this back? I'd be like, no problem. But then yeah. we started adding in the, the story Yeah. where I'm like, oh, fuck. Because you- I know sometimes they might ask like, hey, did you pack all your things and everything in here is yours? And then you say yes. And then they see the knife and they're like, well, why don't you tell us it's... Searched in my ass. Yeah. Like the Mexican airport. With a like, knife up here. I swear there's no knife up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was good. I, I definitely appreciated the food when we had it. The, yeah. the tacos. Um, I appreciate the castle, man. Respect for uh, taking us to the castle. The castle was awesome, yeah. yeah. So there was like a happy medium for sure in there. 100%. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even say a happy medium. I would say like people got what they want and 
even if it was someone else's want, we, everyone still loved it. I think it was because of the people, though. Like, because yeah. Chris is, is... So easygoing. Easygoing and wasn't like... Uh, I think if, if Chris was aggressive yeah. or more aggressive... It would there would have been aggressiveness yeah on the trip for sure <laughs> only because like you're right by day two it was like you guys want to do food and i i didn't want to do food yeah and it, it got to the point where like we woke up at 5 a.m and you guys are like all right let's go to a cafe yeah. and i'm thinking guys i did not just wake my ass up at 5 a.m to go to, go to a cafe, cafe. <laughs> you know like i want to see the light hit the buildings and the flag and all this right and like we did that like we still we pushed it back slightly and then then we went to the cafe you know beautiful but had chris been a third opinion oof we, we would have been like choking each other out. Yeah. By the way, uh, shout outs to you and Chris because you guys literally met at the airport. <laughs> at the airport, going to Mexico. Uh, so I think that's like super strong. Like this says a lot about you guys being like so easygoing and so like uh, cool with like meeting new people. And it was uh, nice that she was cool to be on camera. You know, like none of this like no, no don't film me. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Like she she was and I'd be like, hey Chris, can you cheers the camera with your fruit cup? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So like is is content wise the worst thing to ask and I know even if you don't do content for a living you do this uh asking people at the table to cheers at the same time for a boomerang for that cheers boomerang mm. is that the hardest thing to ever ask people cuz that's like when people are like Ugh. yeah and that's when other tables are like oh look what they're doing yeah yeah <laughs> um no I'm the most accommodating welcoming of content creation let's do it let's have this I could care less if people are thinking look at these guys cheersing I'll with, do it four or five with neck times. tattoos with but that, that <laughs> like that part of the trip was so fulfilling for it me. it really was like I love that shit like it was so because I can't tell you how many times I've traveled somewhere where I've tried to make some sort of like let's buy matching shirts or like yeah. matching hats and you guys did it all we got the, the neck tats we got the same sunglasses yeah I don't know. It's just, it creates this fun story of like, you know, hey, look at that. Yeah, this is sick. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was, and I still have these damn like chicken tender dinosaurs on my neck. Do you still have yours? Yeah. I have like some, <laughs> some bolt and a bolt and a nut, <laughs> a freaking bolt and a nut <laughs> holding <laughs> hands with like a love on top. <laughs> our, uh, no, it's like that, that was super fun for me. So all in all, I think when I travel, um, it's important that I have someone pulling me in the other direction a bit. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'll go too far in the other one, and by the time food comes around, it'll be like a quick, let's stop in, grab some, I'll go back, edit, you know? And like you're missing out on the foodie experience. Yeah. So absolutely, it's important to travel with people that have different interests, because House of Tiles, never would have done it. Yeah. And, and that, that's the whole thing that we talked about last episode, of like this whole spontaneity thing, right? Just doing things you might not otherwise do. Again, like for me, like I would never go to a castle, right? Mm -hmm. But man, I saw some things in this castle, I'm like, oh wait, I could do this you know what i mean like yeah. i'm i don't know i'm weirdly looking into like tiling my basement floor and i what i saw in the <laughs> castle is like oh shit this kind of looks kind of dope <laughs> if i just do it this way yeah, yeah. on so, an angle uh just doing getting inspired by different things that you wouldn't have otherwise stumbled into uh was very important on this trip yeah 100 so i mean thanks again for letting me come it was fun man thanks again yeah. for being there and thanks again to you guys for listening to the podcast oh god <laughs> <We'll get laughs> until to then we love you Later. We love you again. <laughs>